0: UK is just two weeks away. Are you ready to join 30,000 attendees, 600 plus exhibitors on seven content stages from 120 countries and see Louis Theroux, Dame Darcy Bustle, Jason Arday, Laura Carner, Baroness Luella Benjamin, Dan Fitzpatrick, Mr. PICT and so much more. I might need to bring my trainers. The best part educators go free get your ticket now at uk.betshow.com forward slash visitor registration
1: this show is brought to you in partnership with john Cat educational publishing professional development books and resources to support great teaching and learning in schools around the world have you checked out their latest releases use the code jcttr 2324 for 20% off your order. Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading.
0: Introducing Eaton X from Eaton College, a diverse range of quality online courses enabling young people to aspire and excel. Other popular courses include verbal communication, critical thinking, writing skills, resilience, creative problem solving, and many more. Offer the EtonX curriculum in your school for free. Visit etonx.com to find out more. In
2: 2023, more than 40% of settlements secured by the EIS related to teachers being assaulted in the workplace. The biggest single settlement involving an assault amounted to £180,000. And there was also an award of almost £28,500 for a teacher who was assaulted on three separate occasions. Andrea Bradley, General Secretary of the EIS, said that our schools are currently not as safe as they should be for staff and pupils. I'm joined by the EIS's Assistant Secretary for Education and Equality, Anne Keenan. And my first question, Anne, I suppose, is why has there been a rise in violent behaviour in Scottish
3: schools? Well hello Tom and thank you for inviting me to come and speak to this important issue um, today. I think there are a number of reasons which are quite complex, uh, which has led to a rise in uh, violent behaviour in Scottish schools. We've seen for some time now a systemic lack of investment in Scottish education. And this um, has been coupled with a number of societal issues such as poverty and an increase in mental health issues, which um, must be seen as contributing factors. Um, I don't think we can forget the traumatic impact of COVID um, or the fact that we now have a generation of children and young people uh, whose personal, social and emotional development has been seriously inhibited during repeated lockdowns. Um, We've seen this in younger pupils um, in schools. Those children who didn't have the benefit of socialisation with peers in nursery or perhaps engagement with wider family groups during lockdown um, are now starting to attend school and in the early stages of primary. And what we're seeing is increased numbers of children with delayed speech and language. And that has an ability, obviously, on their ability to express themselves, and that can result in distressed behaviour. Similarly, in secondary schools, young people who may be feeling isolated or struggling to express their feelings can display that anger, confusion, or frustration through violence and aggression. And the EIS has been really clear with the Scottish Government that education recovery uh, needs substantial investment to meet these needs um, and to be able to help the children and young people um, recover. Um, effectively from the the pandemic. But even without the pandemic, austerity cuts in education have played a significant role in the increase of violent incidents in schools. So we know that since 2010, the number of pupils with additional support needs has grown considerably, um, largely, as I've said, as a result of poverty and increasing mental health issues. Um, But from statistics published as recently as the 12th of December last year by the Scottish Government, we now know that 37% of children and young people in our schools, that's over a third of children in Scottish schools, have identified additional support needs. And that rising need must be seen in the context of diminishing resources. The same publication identified that the number of teachers in Scotland um, and Scottish schools had fallen for a second year in a row. Um, So we've got a rising need, a diminishing level of teachers in schools, and on top of that, um, a huge reduction over the last decade in the number of specialist additional support needs teachers and uh, support staff, and an access to other key professionals such as educational psychologists and speech and language therapists. So I know from speaking to colleagues in speech and language therapy, that they they share the same frustration as many teachers, that they can't go into into schools now because they are too few in number to support teachers, and that they're having to provide remote support or or advice and assistance uh, to teachers to to meet the needs of of children and young people. And that loss of that vital support when more children and young people have identified uh, needs and are struggling is, is failing our young people and putting teachers, pupils and staff at greater risk. And I think we have to see all of this in the context of large class sizes. So Scotland's class sizes are among some of the highest in OECD countries. Um, teachers need time to be able to build the relationships with uh, children and young people, with their families. If we are going to deliver the policy that Scottish Government wants to get it right for every child, but if you've got a class of thirty-three, more than twelve people on, more than twelve pupils on average within that class will have an additional support needs. But teachers have been asked to support the vast array of um, additional support needs and often complex needs without the specialist provision and support um, within the classroom, and that's then having an impact on teachers' mental health, on their health and well-being more generally. Because we know that teachers, by their very nature, go home at night and worry about whether they've met the needs of the children and young people in their class. Um, And on top of that, teachers need time to plan and to prepare uh, for for the the lessons that they're delivering to meet these needs. Scotland has the third highest level of class contact in OECD countries. Um, and despite Scottish government's manifesto commitment to re- reduce that time, we've we'll yet to see that implemented in practice. So we really want to see that time being given over to planning and preparation for teachers. So, in answer to your question, I know there's been a number of issues uh, which I've highlighted there. But all in all, I think all of these contribute to increased levels of violence and distress behaviour in our schools, and schools can't deal with that alone. We need to see the development of a long term resourcing strategy to meet the needs of the children and to ensure that they're both safe working places for teachers, but also safe learning environments for children and young people.
2: Mm. It's certainly not a simple simple issue it's very complex um now teachers talk radio we're all teachers our listeners are teachers and a lot of teachers will be looking at the story in the last week about the compensation payouts and should these teachers be worried that there are more personal injury settlements for teachers relating to assault in the workplace before or should they be reassured that these incidents are being taken seriously
3: I think that the statistics which we've published and to which you've referred as part of our annual report on compensation claims do present a worrying indicator of the levels of violence and aggression and distress behaviour that we know that, is, that we're currently seeing in our schools at the minute. I mean, we produce produced these personal injury claim reports um, just to highlight you know, where the, the peaks and trends are. Um, pursuing compensation isn't a pleasant task, but it's something which we take very seriously for our members. Uh, No one deserves to suffer injury or assault in their workplace Um, and that's why local authorities as the employers of teachers in Scotland have a legal duty of care to ensure a safe working environment for all school staff. But in previous years what we've seen from that reporting is that the vast majority related to slips, trips and falls in the workplace and as you've highlighted this year over 40% of settlements related to physical injury caused by assaults. I don't think that will be a surprise um, to um, many teachers in Scotland because it reflects the data which um, came emerged from the Scottish Government Behaviour and Scottish Schools Research and indeed the results of the EIS's own national branch survey on violence and aggression, which we published in November um, of 2023. And, you know, in that report, we highlighted that over 80% of branches responding to that national survey said that there were violent and aggressive incidents in schools every week and a concerning increase in the rise of misogynistic views, attitudes and behaviour by male pupils. Almost all of the branches reported an increase in stress, anxiety and depression experienced by teachers and um, around 80% of branches Um, indicated that they had members who had considered leaving the profession as a result of violence and aggression. Um, So I don't think the figures will be um, necessarily a surprise to a number of teachers, but I think we also can't forget that they don't only have an impact, this doesn't only have an impact on teachers. Um, From the same survey that I've referred to, 99% of branches said that violent, aggressive and disruptive behaviour in schools is also having a detrimental impact on pupils' learning. So it's clear from all of this evidence that our schools are currently not as safe as they should be for staff and pupils and that that's having an impact that can't be ignored. And that's why the the, the EIS is calling on the Scottish Government um, through our Stand Up for Quality Education campaign to provide the additional resourcing for schools, um, including additional staffing, to allow schools to better meet The needs of all young people, um, especially those who are exhibiting violent and distressed behaviour um, as a result of unmet need and to reduce the number of incidents that we can can see in our schools. Staff should be able to work without fear of physical harm for any reason. And children and young people must be able to learn in safe, nurturing and and secure environments.
2: So what actions should be taken then to make Scottish schools safer?
3: I think that the Behaviour in Scottish Schools research report to which I've referred set out a number of changes which the respondents to that research um, had called for. And we weren't surprised at all to see that those um, recommendations aligned closely with um, the recommendations made in our national branch survey on violence and aggression. So there's been a call for a clear public statement from Scottish Government and local authorities that schools should be places free from and protected from violence and aggression, and that there should be a national action plan developed to achieve that aim. The Scottish Government before Christmas already um, indicated that it would take this work forward, um, and uh, we're um, working with, um, as part of the Sagribus group to to do that. Um, In addition, the Scottish Government has been called upon to produce a clear national policy on the escalation of consequences for pupils exhibiting violent and aggressive behaviour and for that to be rolled out as national good practice. But I think what we can't get away from, and what's, what is really important, is the key to all of this is resourcing. Um, we have in Scotland what we would consider as wor- world-leading legislation and policy on additional support for learning, but there's a substantial gap between that policy, that legislation, and the practice in our schools. And that's as a result of a systemic under-resourcing. We need to see much stronger support for young people with additional support needs, especially those which are given rise to distressed and violent behaviour. We need to see substantial investment both in mainstream settings, but also in special school settings to allow the early intervention strategies, which we know work to prevent escalation of distressed behaviour um, and ensure that those needs are being met and we need investment in staff and class teachers. Um, We need to see the employment of more class teachers to ensure that we can can have smaller class sizes and specialist teachers and support staff to provide that one-to-one support that some children and young people desperately need, as well as investment in associated professionals to allow effective multi-agency work to support pupils, particularly in relation to mental health. Um, to be to be taken forward and uh, uh, to work um, as as well as we know it can. Um, we also need proper and meaningful investment in restorative practice. A number of our members have indicated that they believe that restorative practice can work, but only if it's appropriately resourced and that staff are given the time and space to be able to use that properly. Um, and ultimately, we need more dedicated time for professional learning, um, a space where staff can be given and be released to engage in that professional learning but also to reflect on learning and to engage with colleagues and to think about whole school approaches around how we can address um, and adopt meaningful strategies to deal with this so i think think overall we need to have key investment in core education and um, the development of a long-term resourcing strategy to meet the needs of learners but i would say um, Tom, that the additional investment cannot be a choice. This must be seen as a health and safety issue uh, and it needs to be addressed. Schools need to be safe places to learn and safe places to work. Um, So we need this investment for children, young people and for their families. If the promise of inclusion and support, which was made to them over 20 years ago in legislation, um, is is to be delivered, But we also need the investment for teachers, Um, as one of my colleagues uh, often says, work shouldn't hurt and we need um, action to make sure that it doesn't move forward.
2: That was Anne Keenan, the EIS's
0: Assistant Secretary for Education and Equality. UK is just two weeks away. Are you ready to join 30,000 attendees, 600 plus exhibitors on seven content stages from 120 countries and see Louis Theroux, Dame Darcy Bustle, Jason Arday, Laura Carner, Baroness Luella Benjamin, Dan Fitzpatrick, Mr. PICT and so much more. I might need to bring my trainers. The best part educators go free get your ticket now at uk.betshow.com forward slash visitor registration
1: this show is brought to you in partnership with john Cat educational publishing professional development books and resources to support great teaching and learning in schools around the world have you checked out their latest releases use the code jcttr 2324 for 20% off your order. Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading.
0: Introducing Eaton X from Eaton College, a diverse range of quality online courses enabling young people to aspire and excel. Other popular courses include verbal communication, critical thinking, writing skills, resilience, creative problem solving, and many more. Offer the EatonX curriculum in your school for free. Visit etonx.com to find out more.